digging into the through evidence and like, okay, you know, is Christianity true? And I dug into it and I was shocked with what I found. Welcome to Squeaky Tree Podcast. My name is Nathaniel Wickham. This is my beautiful wife, Jessica. And we have a special guest with us for this podcast. Hi, guys. What's going on? (laughs) So this is my cousin, Brandon, and I invited him to come on because, well, he's brilliant. I don't know about all that. (laughs) Oh, no, you are. No. Well, thank you for inviting me, first of all. Um, So a little bit about me. I'm uh, I'm, a... Nathaniel's cousin-in-law, and I'm Jessica's first cousin. That's right. And that's, uh, right. that's the most important thing you should know about me. I mean, that's honestly, right. yeah, when, that's when, all I, you need to know. when I go about, you know, when I'm talking to people in the streets, like, do you know Jessica? Yeah, she's my cousin. Like, no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in all honesty, though, like, you know, you're around places. They see my last name. They're like, you know, you know Beverly, which is Jessica's mom. Yeah, every, that's true. Everybody, <laughs> everybody, everybody knows, knows my mom. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So, but anyway, no. Um. Uh. Yeah. My name is Brandon. I just uh. You know, um, I'm, yeah. Well, you're, you're married. I'm married. So and it's then, true. And then how long have you been married? Uh, 10 years now. Wow. Yep. Really? Yep. We 10 just years. We had two kids. We just uh, adopted our daughter from Thailand, um, which is, which has been an adventure. So, which yeah. we would love to do another podcast just about that. Oh, yes. it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Adoption's yeah. nuts. It's nothing what people think. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy. Oh, it's yeah, great. But, but no, we're, 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 we're excited. This is, um, not only like our second podcast, <laughs> but we, we wanted actually, to have you on immediately. <laughs> right. But we're, we're going to go through, um, just a bunch of different stuff. I don't think it'll be geared to one specific area, but we're going to go over apologetics and, uh, just ideas and thoughts and perspectives and just see what, see what scripture has to say yeah. among the, all that. So, yeah. you know, cause for me, you know, I got into an apologetics. We'll define it in a minute, but for me, I, I got into this because uh, I kind of went through a crisis of faith and I wasn't really sure um, what was true. I just wanted to know what was true. Yeah. I really needed to know. It was really important. Um, I was going through a, a point in my life where it was like, either I was going to be heavily medicated or I needed to know what the truth was. Right. Yes. And that's kind of where I was. And, um, I, you know, I was at a point where I would have been willing to give up my faith if the evidence would have led me that way. Mm. It just didn't, mm-hmm. it, you know, I was shocked. Yeah. Tell us about that. I was shocked. Yeah. No, I, um, I was going through a really hard time and, uh, and I, and I, and you know, some mental health issues, yeah. you know, and, and I was like, man, God, like, you know, if you're real, I need mm. you to be real. Like I need right. to really now, know. More and, than least, ever. And, 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 you know, and for me, it's not about, you know, one of the kind of pet peeves I have is, is when, when we Christians sometimes just kind of blow smoke, so to speak, or we'll just, yeah. we'll just like, you know, think positive, just think positive, cross your fingers, think positive. And it's mm. like, you know, I don't want to just think positive. Exactly. Like I need, to, it, it need to be, ba- <laughs> it needs to be based in truth or, right. it's, or it's not it's useless to me. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where I kind of got to that point. And, uh, and yeah, so I, I started digging into the to evidence and like, okay, you know, is Christianity true? Mm-hmm. And I dug into it and I was shocked with what I found for yeah, one. Yeah. Was, what it, other what other type of things did you investigate? Oh man, it um everything. And to this day I still you know, I, I love truth. I want to know the yeah. truth. I've changed my views hundreds of times because yeah. I believe we all have our own beliefs about things. Yeah. And uh, you know, when you come to something and you look at the evidence and if it, you know, your, your view might change. Mm-hmm. And I've changed my views a lot um, in, in my, in an attempt to get more in line with God's truth. All, yes. One saying that I've heard that I love is all truth is God's truth. Mm-hmm. Everything um, that is true is, is ultimately, you know, from God. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's, he's created our reality. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, right now, um, like lately I've been into some different 
topics that I haven't been so well studied in. There's a lot of topics that I haven't been able to dig into yet. Like one of the things I really want to get into some of the Eastern religions and really understand those haven't really had much time to do that. Um, mainly because I don't really encounter many people practicing Eastern religions. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's more so, uh, when I end up researching things, it kind of just comes along naturally as I, I could encounter somebody, uh, with a different worldview than mine. And I'm like, okay, I need to, if I want to, you know, now that I've got to the point where I'm a hundred percent confident Christianity is true for me now, it's like, okay, you know, if I encounter somebody who's not a Christian, they have a very unique worldview. I want to, I have to learn what that is. And exactly. Yeah. So what, what, um, what gave you the confidence that Christianity is a hundred percent true? Okay. Yeah. So, um, what I ended up getting into, and, and if people listening, they may be familiar with, they might not. It's called apologetics. And apologetics is is basically um, being able to give an answer, understanding what it is we believe. Um, it's not apologizing for being a Christian. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's I'm, not, an, I'm uh, an apologist. Yeah, I'm an apologist. What do you do? What do you do as an apologist? Well, I just walk around and tell just, people I'm sorry. I'm a Christian. Right. I'm really sorry. I've got bad news, guys. Yeah. You're wrong, no. <laughs> yeah, so that's not what apologetics is. It's And it comes from uh, 1 Peter 3.15, which I have right here. So I'll, I'll, I'll read it um, real quick. And what it says is, uh, but sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. Um, so yeah, that's what the verse is. And uh, the key part is the end there with gentleness and reverence. Some uh, other translations say with, with you know, gentleness and respect. So uh, one thing when you're talking to people that aren't Christians, and if you are a Christian, like you want to be respectful, you want to be, mm-hmm. you got you to gotta think loving. of them yeah. Yeah, as a person of to course, love yeah. and not a problem to solve. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. That's good, yeah. Yeah, so. Oh. <laughs> Wrong button. <laughs> that was a quick response. I was like, I got to drop it. I was going to say, you're not going to hit the bomb yet. Um, I know. We're still learning this. This is all new to us. So we're still learning. That this. was, yeah. that was super deep. But no, pe- people need to be loved and, and, uh, mm-hmm. And so we had to always be very mindful of how they understand what we're saying and make sure we're communicating in a loving, loving way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, and so anyway, the word here, uh, give a defense, the word there in the Greek was a apologia and which, which means that to give a defense, um, to, you know, in, in ancient other Greek writing that, you know, really the definition of it is like a legal defense, mm-hmm. but apologetics actually, uh, the way it's kind of morphed in, in a modern sense, it's, it's much more robust than just giving a, a defense of Christianity. There's actually okay. a couple different ways of looking at it. So like one is, is defending it, right? So somebody comes along and says, Hey man, Christianity is not true. And then you're like, you could, you could take the affirmative, the positive approach and say, okay, well, here's why it's true. Mm. And kind of give them some, you know, reasons why you think Christianity is true. And, you know, a lot of Christians can give really bad reasons that aren't going to be well accepted. So that's why it's important to know what the other person believes. So you can kind of address it from their worldview, Yes, their worldview, you know, um, that's one of the things that I, I like to do is to try to approach things from a play in their court. If you can, you know, play in their, play in their court. Yeah. Um, we could just hear the kids slightly. So I was making sure they're right. Okay. <laughs> we're good. But yeah, this yeah. is a real podcast. This is what we do. <laughs> it's right? real. It's real life. Yeah. So let's, let's, do you mind playing out a scenario? Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like a number one question. This is, that this you is a perfect example. So I, um, couple years ago I was I was at a uh, soccer game with a buddy from church and his, his daughter uh, was in college at Towson um, his, basically long story short his, 
him and the girl's mother had gotten a divorce a long time ago. And she grew up with the mother who was an atheist. And so she was an atheist as well. And um, I knew that, you know, so I, you know, found my way to sit next to her while we were tailgating. Like, hey, so, you know, you going to church tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's yeah. like, no, I don't do that, you know. So yeah. I, I knew a little bit already. So I used that to my advantage. So I sat right. down next to her. We started talking and, and I said, hey, why, uh, you know, you know, what, what, what do you think about Christianity? Mm. And she's like, oh, well, I don't, I don't believe it. I'm like, well, you know, if you don't mind me asking. She's like, oh, no, I love talking about this stuff. I said, okay, great. Yeah. You know, that's another thing, too. A lot of people don't want to talk about it. Yes. So, you don't, you know, when Christians are notoriously pushy, you know, sometimes. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be pushy. We want, yeah. to, we, want to, we want to, you know, again, love them, talk yes, to them. Yes, that's right. So, uh, anyway, so she says, oh, I love talking about it. And uh, I said, well, what is the reason that you, you know, what, what problems do you have with it? She says, you know, I'm a biology major here at Towson. I've looked at the evidence for evolution. And I... I there's no doubt in my mind evolution is true. This is what mm. she's telling me. There's no doubt in my mind evolution is true. I said, okay. And I was like, and, and so what does that have to do with Christianity? She's like, well, I mean, you can't be a Christian and believe in evolution. It's not possible. And I said, are you sure? Because there's, there's entire ministries out here of Christians that, mm. that go around, you know, that, 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 are, are, that believe in evolution, maybe in a different sense, mm-hmm. the way in atheism. We can talk about that, but um, there's a million ways people understand the evidence for evolution. Mm-hmm. And I said, there's, there are Christians who, who believe this and it has nothing to do with, you know, so what, what does it mean to be a Christian? Does it mean that you have to believe a certain thing about how we got here or is it what to do with how you believe about Jesus? Mm-hmm. Because if we look carefully at the text, I mean, basically what the Bible says is it all has to do with how we believe about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so in other words, um, knowing her worldview, like at the end of the day, is our goal to get people to a point where they begin believe. to seek for themselves, right? Say that again? Begin to seek for themselves. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, and it's, and it's Jesus is the one who's going to change us anyway, That's right. That's you right. know? So it's like, so I get caught up on how something was made or created. Right. Why would that stop you from accepting Jesus? The bottom line is according to, you know, first Corinthians 15, Christianity is based on the, the uh, resurrection of Jesus. Yeah. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Um, if Jesus was God in the flesh, if he was God and, and he died on the cross mm-hmm. for our sins and he rose from the dead, that that's, if that, if those things happen, then Christianity yeah. is true. Right. Mm-hmm. That's really the, the, the key, you Ingredients, know, yeah. right. And then, and then Jesus will do the rest. Right. Right. So right. just like all of us, we all come to, we all come to, um, faith with things we believe incorrectly. I mean, Christians believe incorrect things all the time, Yeah. but you're still a Christian. Right. So like. I'm not going to tell you, you need to give up some, you know, you could, it's like saying if somebody, there's Christians, I think the world is flat. Right. Right. Like if I, flat earthers, they're real. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I know they are. Yeah. I've had debates with them as myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's like, all right, that's well, a different podcast. <laughs> that's a totally different podcast. But right, it's like, like, don't get hung up on that detail. Right. Imagine telling somebody, listen, you can't follow Jesus unless you believe the earth is round. You right. have to believe the earth is round or you right. can't follow. That's crazy. Well, now you're, yeah. now you're putting uh, the scripture and Jesus into this, this box that should never be there. Right. Did God so. put the box there or did we? We did. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So God's never changing. We are. Right. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That so. should, shouldn't I get the. Oh. oh! <laughs> <laughs> Getting deep. <laughs> but yeah, man. So anyway, that's just a quick example. But knowing her worldview, knowing where she was mm-hmm. coming from, like that was a deal breaker for her. Right. And it shouldn't be. So yeah. one of the things apologetics can do is help us bring down barriers. Mm-hmm. Now, if you think back to like our parents' generation, 
you know, my dad went to a Billy Graham crusade. Right. Like this was a time period where uh, people accepted Christianity. It was true. Like everybody just knew it was true. They just right. didn't live it out. Right. So when Billy Graham got up there and says, the Bible says this, they're like, you're right. And they would get saved. Right. Well, we're now, we're, we're in our culture mm-hmm. is post-Christian. Is what yes. it is. It's post-Christian. It yes. is. Being a Christian is not socially advantageous anymore. It used to be. <laughs> right. right. Now, maybe right. if you're like in the Bible Belt somewhere, it, it right. might it might still be relevant. But where we are, you know, right. in the D.C. area, no. Yeah. Being a Christian is not going to benefit you socially right. at all. No. <laughs> Unless you're, you know, a Christian who basically just incorporates the, the, the secular culture right. into your life and you just and call yourself like a Christian. Right, you right, act right. like it's a... Um, like I love Jesus. He loves me. Let's do everything. Right, right. <laughs> well, some people act like Christianity is a nationality and it's kind of passed down. You oh, just kind yeah. of say, oh, yeah, well, I'm a Christian because my grandmother, my great grandmother. And um, so those type of Christians. I was probably. sprinkled when I was a baby. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. What were we saying before that, though? Um, we were talking about, um, well, before that, we were talking about how we put God in a box and. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So, so, okay. So back, you know, 30 years ago or not, well, not 30 anymore, but you know, 40, 50 years ago, Mm -hmm. that's what evangelism took. You just get out there, you just preach the Bible and people would just say, you know what? You're right. Right. Well, now we're past, we're post-Christian. So now it requires, um, evangelism requires more, uh, soil tilling now. Mm -hmm. Mm, That's good. So, yeah, that's a good way. So, um, yeah, one of my, you know, a lot of the, uh, more popular apologists out here, you know, one of the things that they like to point out, like Greg Kokel, Greg Kokel is one of my favorites. He wrote a, an amazing book called Tactics, mm. okay. which is about how to have, you know, spiritual conversations with, with non-believers. And mm. it, gives, it gives a list of amazing, like, tips on how to do it. And, uh, you know, he loves to point out the fact that, look, you know, we're, we're in a post-Christian culture. And so, like, everybody's not ready to, uh, like, to just hear the, the, the gospel yeah. yet like you have to till the soil a little bit so right. like if you're talking to somebody who's an atheist like this girl i was talking to here um at the soccer game you know you had we had to come to a point where i had to before i could say here you know share the gospel with her i had to make sure she understood that yeah. that you know here's this barrier in her mind mm-hmm. evolution was a barrier to the gospel well don't let it be a barrier right yes. let's let's set yes. that aside there's plenty of christians who who believe evolution you know and some of them believe evolution in ways that, you know, really can be kind. There's, there's ways you can understand evolution that are, that are more biblically uh, coherent than ways that are really incoherent biblically. But the point is, is that there's ultimately, there's different ways people understand it. And it's like, look, don't let, don't let that be a a barrier Mm -hmm. to you. And so part of apologetics is removing barriers, you know, distilling down, figuring out like what's really essential to being a Christian, first of all. And then, removing those barriers and those mm-hmm. barriers could be all sorts of things. And apologetics is useful in many ways outside of just, uh, dealing with unbelievers. It's important within Christianity. So like mm. Paul was very active in apologetics, extremely active. If you think about, uh, like Galatians, like the whole book of Galatians pretty much is about, you know, where these, where these Christians had come in other Christians, they called them Judaizers, but they'd come in mm. and basically said, if you want to be a Christian, you got to follow the law. And you got to get circumcised. You got to do all these, follow all these steps. If you're going to be a Christian. And Paul comes in. He's like, this is apologetics. What Paul's doing. He's coming in saying, no, 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 that's not, that's not what following Jesus is about. And he argues with them. You know, he even talks about how he rebuked Peter. Like here, Peter was got caught up in it and kind of mm-hmm. fell off 
a little bit in his theology. Mm-hmm. And Paul had to come in and say, what are you doing? You're being a hypocrite. Stop it. Like, yeah. this is what, you know, this is right. And he, mm-hmm. and he corrected him. That's apologetics. So it, it goes beyond just talking to uh, atheists or unbelievers or people from another religion. It's, mm. again, everybody has a worldview. Yeah. Every single one of us has our own unique worldview, how we view the world. And uh, sometimes in our worldview, we have inconsistencies and we may not see it. And so we all do. And we have these inconsistencies. And then we have to, if we're, if we, you know, are prayerful and, and considerate and thinking, you know, examining ourselves and our, so sometimes we'll come across something in the Bible it might seem like it contradicts another part of the Bible. Does it actually contradict yeah, or is right. it, or are we misunderstanding one or the other? Mm-hmm. And it, it, same things happen in our head. You know, we have different beliefs about things that don't always perfectly line up. So mm-hmm. we have to constantly work towards connecting those dots mm-hmm. and helping our, you know, everybody. Do you feel that apologetics has really helped you as a believer be more grounded in the word? Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, Apologetics it serves a couple of different purposes. One, mm-hmm. yeah, one like we're talking about now, yeah. it, it's to help reach unbelievers. But one of the other aspects of apologetics is it help, helps us understand mm-hmm. what we believe better. We all should know why we believe. And, you know, I don't know if you guys have encountered this a lot um, in ministry. I'm sure you have, uh, but I have. It, it's there's a, where a lot of people are Christians because they had a feeling once. I mean, I know of a lot right. of people, I experienced or something, right? Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Mm-hmm. But if that's all your faith is based on, mm-hmm. is that good feeling you had this one time at an right. altar call? What happens when you have a bad feeling or something, uh, right. something difficult comes into your mm-hmm. life? Mm-hmm. I mean, it talks about in the parable of the sower, like life comes along and, mm-hmm. right. and, and it and, rocks your world. Yeah. And going mm-hmm. into that, I think um, 2020 has really uh, people who who were basing it off of an experience or a feeling, well, they didn't have church anymore. They didn't have the the altar call. They didn't have the live worship set. And so then you have these Christians at home being like, well, I'm not really feeling it. You know, and so if, if you were not grounded in the word, if you didn't really understand or have an understanding of what you believe, then what was happening is uh, you had a lot of Christians who were, it was rocking their world. It was rattling them up. And they, they had to take a step back and be like, wait, what, what is this based off of? Is this based off of because I grew up in the church? Is this based off of because I had a good feeling? Is this based off of, and then bringing us back to truth. So I I think that's one thing that came from the pandemic and and things, uh, you know, not being able to be places is really taking us as Christians taking a step back and being like, you know, what do I believe? What is my stance? Why is it? And I think that's good because then when we're dealing with atheist unbelievers or whoever, even Christians to help encourage other people, we have a better sense and an understanding of what we believe. And then so when they say, well, why do you believe it's not a simple answer as in, well, I've experienced him. I mean, mm-hmm. that is a good answer, right, because that's, but you need more than that. That's what a Mormon's going to tell you. Right. Like, why do you believe? Oh, I have, you know, they call it the burning in the bosom. They have a feeling and they just know. Mm, yeah. Does it matter that entire sections of their book are not based in reality yeah, yeah, and they're, yeah. they're like demonstrably false? Does that matter to them? Right. <laughs> right. You know, it should. You know, it's when right. you talk to a Muslim. Like I got, you know, I talk to Muslims, you know, whenever I can. And, uh, you know, like they, 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 well, okay. Well, first of all, our culture is very rel- relativistic, mm-hmm. right? Rel- relativistic. And, that, and that, all that means is that, you know, uh, in our culture right now, all religions are basically the same thing. That's what they say. Right. It's all basically the same thing, you mm-hmm. know? And, uh, you know, I remember talking to uh, a, one of our, 
you know, I, I work with our youth at our church and uh, one of the, one of our youth, I mean, he's, I mean, the kid is, I mean, seriously, he was the, the smartest kid in our youth group. Kid was brilliant, brilliant yeah. kid. Um, got a full ride scholarship wow. to college, you know, off academics, like just brilliant. Wow. And uh, one day we were talking and he's like, man, you know, his brother had become a Muslim and he's like, well, you know, that's their truth. We have our truth. I'm like, mm. what, do you, what do you think about what you're saying? What does that mean? He's like, well, they're basically the same thing. Mm. And I'm like, okay. No, yeah. You know, Islam believes that Jesus wasn't God. Right. He wasn't crucified. Right. So he didn't rise right. from the dead. Right. Christianity says the opposite about all three yeah. of those things. Yeah. Right. They're not the same thing. They're not even close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not even close. And I pointed that out to him. And he's like, oh, wow, you're right. I never thought of that. And so, because people get hung up on that as long as you're a good person. Oh, well, yeah, that's a whole, yeah. that's a whole other thing. thing. That's a whole other thing. Moral, mm-hmm. moralism, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, but you know, when you get to, so you're examining a worldview, right? This is one of the things apologetics can be helpful for, yeah. right? Is you can start to examine, be critical, be critical of Christianity. It's going to check out, mm-hmm. be critical of other religions. They're not going to check out mm-hmm. some areas. You know, it's not that all religions are it's false in every single thing they say. I mean, Islam says God created the universe. They're right about that. Right. <laughs> you right. know, right. it's, it's, they're not wrong about everything. Yeah. But like there's certain things they're wrong about that are very important things they're wrong about. Very and so, key, yeah. Yeah. And so like when you get to, you know, this is one of the things that you'll get to when you're examining a worldview, it's like, you know, you're looking at evidence. So like in, in the Muslim sense, Jesus, uh, they say Jesus wasn't crucified. Mm. Jesus's crucifixion is one of the most uh, obvious historical facts of the ancient world. You have there's more records of that. There's more. Oh than, yeah, I than mean anything. And, and yeah. Even outside of the scripture, right? Even yeah. outside of the Bible, you have the Roman historian Tacitus talking about this cult that emerged in Judea after uh, some guy named Jesus of Nazareth was crucified. Right. It's from this is a source from the first century. Yeah. Like there's sources in the first century, first and second century that say Jesus of Nazareth was crucified. Whoever this guy was, he got crucified. Now. That might they might not believe he rose from the dead, but they believe he was crucified. This is a historical fact. Well, mm. well, you, then you have Muhammad come along six hundred years after the fact. It's like, oh yeah, Jesus didn't actually get crucified. Mm. It was another guy. Okay, well, what what makes the most sense? Like what you know? Again, you're looking at the evidence. What does the evidence show? Right. Yeah. Looking at historical. Evidence. One man that just states that it's not, or right. right. So yeah. you know that's that's where you know when you get into apologetics and just kind of having a basic understanding what other people believe. Right. It can prepare you for. A, you don't have to be an expert in Islam to know that Islam says that Jesus didn't get crucified. Mm-hmm. So you can have that conversation with your Muslim friend. Like, Hey, how does that, you know, how does that work? You know, why, why do you feel it's the same? Right. <laughs> right. Right. So there's a lot of uses for apologetics and, yeah. and, it, and it, it bolsters our faith and it also uh, prepares us for other conversations with people. And it's, yeah. and it also makes it so we can help shape our culture. That's true. Yeah. Help shape our culture. Even if even at the end of the day, if you're talking to an atheist, yeah. you know, there was a point and I don't know if we're really there anymore, but shortly after nine 11 is what happened. Uh, what, what they called the rise of the new atheist after nine 11, mm-hmm. which was religion is the reason for all the problems we have in the world. Right. Religion is the reason for all the wars. Okay. Religion is just a right. terrible monster. And you got all these atheists that kind of rose up the Richard Dawkins is, and these guys, you know, just kind of went on this diatribe against religion. They wrote books about it and, 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 that, and that's where the big spark for atheists kind of mm-hmm. came about in the last 20 years from that event. And, uh, you know, um, I forgot what I was going to say after that. But <laughs> hey, it's still good stuff. Yeah. 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 But, it, but it wrote, but anyway, it came, it came out of that. And, uh, yeah. and so it was a result of something bad that happened. And, um, 
you know, and a lot of Christians fell into it. You have mm-hmm. to ask yourself why, you know, right. why did all these Christians fall into it? And right. part of that is because of how we had been preaching for the last, the previous yeah. 20 or 30 years. Right. We didn't prepare people for suffering. Wow. We didn't prepare them for that. Mm-hmm. And like, right, that's right. Well, you keep seeing like, even now you see, um, you know, top Christian artists and, you know, even pastors kind of like stepping away from the faith because they're like, well, the Bible is a contradiction. And, you know, we don't ask the hard questions and stuff like that. And it's just like, it goes down to like, basically like, have you done your own research and right. dug in for yourself? Or are you just stating that? What have you, what have you based your foundation on of, Yeah, you know, just that, your experience and feeling. Right. And, you know, one scripture verse out of the Bible and you're holding on to that. And then someone did you know, de- debunked it. You know what I mean? Like, right. And yeah. so that's where like, uh, that's why I like, um, I always watch, uh, I'm not sure if you're a fan of him, Ravi Zachariah. Oh yeah, yeah. Love and Ravi. I, yeah, and so like I, I watch him. All, of course, he talks over my head about 99 percent of the time. <laughs> so, but I love listening to him because he just it's he he always brings it back to you know what what's your foundation in you know what's your right. belief in what's the truth is, yeah is your worldview internally consistent yeah mm-hmm. and that and that's really one of the things Ravi was good at pointing out is is that consistency of our worldview you know a lot of uh you know, probably somebody listening probably feel like we're jumping around a lot. We might be, but like when you look at a worldview, it's all, it's really what it comes down to, mm-hmm. you know, well, under, how, about, under, how about, let's just, sorry to interrupt. Let's explain worldview. Okay. Like, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, I mean, almost if you just take the word for what it sounds like, it's, it's how you view the world. Right. And there's even within amongst Christians, there's again, many unique worldviews. There's, you know, we brought up the topic of, of evolution, you know, we don't have to get off on that rabbit trail, but like, there are Christians who believe the earth is this old. Some right. believe it's this old. Right. And each one of those is a, is a different worldview. Now they right. might have a lot in common. They all believe that Jesus is God and you know, he died and rose for our sins. And you know, if we believe all that, well then we might have a lot in common. We're still different in certain areas mm-hmm. and every person has their unique worldview. And so, you know, we, when we understand people's worldviews, it really helps us to be able to um, have those conversations. But anyway, we're talking about what Ravi was saying. It's uh, you know, he was good at pointing out the fact that, we have to look at what people's worldviews are mm-hmm. and, you know, are they consistent? Mm-hmm. Are, are, you know, us as Christians, are, is our worldview consistent with, with, you know, I'd mentioned earlier about how sometimes we have these contradictions in our own beliefs structure. So like, you know, we talk about an atheist. So here, here, the rise of the new atheist after nine 11, all these people decide, you know what? It ultimately comes down to this. God let a bad thing happen. So, you know, uh, he didn't stop it, so there must not be a God, because a God would have stopped this. Mm-hmm. Right. This is what what's kind of what they think. Well, when you really think about what they're saying, mm-hmm. um, you know, let's let's look at the atheist worldview from the ground up. Most people don't do this. Most atheists don't do this. They don't think about their worldview from the ground up. What's your foundation? What's the foundation, right? It's easy to build a house, mm-hmm. but if it's not on a foundation, it's gonna collapse. Right. And this is what a lot of worldviews are. They, they're really robust. Like mm-hmm. they can build a room and decorate it and paint it. Like, wow, look how nice this is. And, you know, okay, but we're on a floor of sand. Like that's mm-hmm. a big problem. Like yeah. this isn't, this, this worldview is a house of cards. Right. Yeah. So here's a good example. Atheists love to bring up the, what's called, you know, I'll get into too philosophical. It's called the problem of evil. The problem of evil is how you deal with the issues of uh, why is there evil in the world? You know, um, what a God would a God create a world with evil? Mm. You know, would he do something like that? And so this is what the problem of evil is. What's interesting is and what an atheist will do is they will 
they will uh, condemn God or condemn the belief in God or whatever because evil right. exists. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's take a step back. In an atheist worldview, what are human beings? Evil. No. What are they? Uh, on a very fundamental level, what's oh. a human being? We're, we're, everything is an accident, a cosmic accident. There's right. no purpose. There's mm-hmm. no meaning. There's no value oh, right, right. to yeah. anything in an atheist mm-hmm. worldview. Now, many atheists, on the we're other hand- We're just here because we're here. That's what the worldview demands. The atheist worldview, you're left with, a, a again, which is this, this purposeless existence. Mm-hmm. Now, most atheists won't acknowledge this. Like they won't, they don't want to talk about this. They don't want to think about this. Right. Mm-hmm. One of the famous lines that atheists will say is, well, I know, you know, if you press them on it, they'll say, well, I know the universe has no meaning and it's purposeless, but I like to give myself meaning. Mm. Oh, geez, man. That's such a terrible <laughs> answer in my opinion. Like right. remember what I was saying earlier, yeah. I, I hate, like that's just blowing smoke. It's just like, okay, let's just pretend. I know. Yeah. <laughs> let's pretend we have meaning so we can get on with our lives. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's just, that doesn't satisfy me at all. And why have laws and rules and... Again, it, it doesn't make sense. They have all, so they, so they, they do is they assume they come mm. to assuming there's no logical basis for it. They assume that human beings have value. Mm. They assume mm. human beings have value. Yeah. But right. the worldview doesn't allow for that. Like what about, right. so in other words, on a chemical level, the three of us sitting here are no different than a tree on a chemical level. We're right. carbon and water. That's pretty much it. Right. That's all we are. So is it immoral? What's, what's the difference if I choose to chop somebody else down exactly. or I chop a tree down? Exactly. On a chemical level, there's no difference. Yeah. Now, the crazy thing is there are atheists. There's only one type of atheist I can get down with. Like, I really get down with. Like, <laughs> I, I see, like, <laughs> I, I, I feel like their worldview makes sense to me. Right. It's a nihilist. Mm, okay. Ni- nihilist. What is that? A nihilist believes that there's no purpose to anything. Life's just this big, okay. weird thing that's happening. They're holding true to the actual. And they're just yeah. like, look, I don't know what's right and wrong. If there's even such a thing, I'm just... I'm just here. here. I'm just floating along. Right. And I can get down with that because right, if I was an right, atheist, right. that's what I would be because that's that's the logical conclusion of atheism. Of an atheist, there's right. No, there's no purpose, no value. Like, I'm not going to pretend there is. Right. 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 And so, you know, a lot of those guys will just sit and play World of Warcraft in their basements for years and just like, look, I'm just going to enjoy my life. Right. And then yeah. I'm going to die. Like, <laughs> and That's so sad. It's Isn't very sad. Oh, yeah. It is very, I don't mean to, it's just but, funny, but right. yeah. Well, the really, I've, yeah. it, it, it has been atheist philosophers that pointed this out and I, I wish I could think of their names off the top of my head, but the really only ethical dilemma in an atheist worldview is should I kill myself or not? Like, mm. because there's like, there's no purpose. Thing right. Anything. But anyway, yeah. 99% of atheists, well, probably 90% don't think like that. Mm-hmm. They, they assign this magical value to their life and they just say, Oh man, life's, you know, I, I assign value. So I'm going to fight for this cause and fight for that cause. And well, what, on what basis, like right. on what basis do you do that? Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean by foundation. Like, do you have a foundation? So if for a Christian, now this is not answering the question of whether Christianity is true or not. But if I'm, as a Christian, if I say, I don't believe we should kill people because God gave human beings value, we're created in his image, and he said, don't kill what I've created in my image, yeah. that, that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a foundation for that. Mm-hmm. But when an atheist says, hey, mm-hmm. you shouldn't kill, well, why shouldn't I kill? Right. If we're well, just nothing. Because it's wrong. Well, why is it wrong? Right. What's wrong to kill, obviously. Well, why is it wrong to kill? Yeah. Like, what reason, why is it wrong for me to, like... There's no value in us, right. right? Right. Well, I think it's wrong. So you shouldn't. A lot of atheists will appeal to society. Like they'll appeal to, society you know, we have, like they'll all the time, they talk about how, you know, morality changes and societies change and that's where morality comes from, right? What's, it, what's, a, what's absurd and crazy about this is, is, well, what happens when a society is wrong? Well, can they be wrong? That's the question to an atheist. Can a society be wrong? If the people agree that this is how 
this is moral, this isn't moral. And that's where we get our basis for morality from. Mm -hmm. But what happens when a society does what Nazi Germany did and decides, hey, the Jews need to go? Right. Is that morally wrong? Because their society agreed upon it. They had wow, a, that's a good example. They had agreed upon structure. They decided, hey, look, we don't we think these people aren't really humans. You know, we dehumanize them. Let's kill them all. Yeah. Mm. So on an atheist view, most atheists will say, again, like it, it's up to your society and your culture. That's how you condemn good and evil. Which is scary. It's extremely scary. Because now you're holding nowadays. Now, <laughs> well, now you're holding like your entire being that apparently has no purpose in the hands of society. Society that is, that is constantly all over changing. the place, you know, all over the place. And constantly saying this is right and this is wrong. Oh no, wait a second, this is wrong and this is right. Oh, never mind, this is right and this is wrong. Right. And, not, and don't get me wrong, societies do that. Yeah, but they do change. Their, exactly. But is so. But again, you're still left to base with your worldview and your what's truth the highest? Off of that. Yeah, what's the highest standard that you're basing your morality off of? So a good way is to say, you know, if I could say a line is crooked, well, I can only say a line is crooked if I know what a straight line is. Mm. So. In atheist worldview, there is no straight line. Or you could say, well, the straight line is my our culture. Okay, well, then at one point in time in our culture, slavery was okay. Right, right. So if you're not supposed to question the straight wow, line of wow. the culture, then were we moral by ending slavery? Well, of course we mm. were. Okay, well, I agree. However, like, but what basis can you say that as an right, atheist? Right. Mm. And so anyway, that's, 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 where, that's a good example of the foundation issue they have, a, they have a foundation problem right. so when atheists are making moral claims about reality like you have to base that on something mm. and they don't and their worldview doesn't preclude any standard to make a moral judgment on mm -hmm. and it just becomes a well i at the end of the day you're left with well i think it's wrong and if i can convince enough people that i think it's wrong too then right. then we can make a law All about it together and right <laughs> and change society but when a society right. goes against that like nazi germany then well hey you know, yeah. that's their truth. They decided like they, they came up with it. So what can we really say? Right. That's really all you're left with. Yeah. But again, mm. most atheists, they know things are wrong. Mm -hmm. They know that murder's wrong. They're not going to actually make a justification. Say, I think we should be able to murder as much as we want. Like, I don't know any <laughs> atheists that, that yeah. generally say that. So I'm not meaning to say that atheists, mm -hmm. you know, believe that there's no morality. They know there's morality. They mm -hmm. just don't have a basis for it. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem with their worldview. If you can't explain morality in yes. a coherent way, then, you know, then that's, you don't really that's, have not, any, that's right. not a good worldview to me. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. No, that's so good. If the best thing you can say about meaning is to say, I create my own meaning, well, that's not a good answer to me. But if, if Christianity is true, which is a whole other question, if it's true, though, it gives us ground grounds to hold the belief that we have meaning. Right. Yeah. So. I think... We're going to go ahead and end, and I think we should end with a prayer. Mm -hmm. uh, thanks so much, Brandon. It's been a blast. Well, thank I you. love you. Thank you for having me. One and of these we'll days, have to, you'll look back after you've had like all these like amazing guests on. Like, can you believe <laughs> that? Whatever. Stop. No, we'll probably have to. But we'll have to do it even times. more. And even yeah. if you can't drive down here, we'll put on a put you on the phone or Sounds whatever the me. case may. Yeah, I'm going to have Brittany on here too, and you guys can talk about the adoption process. And hey, whatever. We can yeah. we, there's a lot of topics. I mean, yeah. just with what we discussed today, yeah, we yeah. hit it probably not, about a thousand I different a, topics. I teach a class on apologetics and it's like 10 parts. You know, there's yeah, so exactly. Many, exactly. So yeah. many things. And I think too, we could, we can base it off of what, you know, if we get more listeners or whoever, and they start asking questions, yeah. we can then start just actually, we can we meet again and just address those questions. Those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. You know Sounds what I mean? Good to me. And yeah. we have a little phone thing here to hook up to and just oh, yeah. nice yeah it's pretty sweet but yeah so i say we're gonna we're gonna end with some prayer and um 
And if you're watching on YouTube, uh, we had to get one of our little ones. So that's why he <laughs> just popped into the video here. And he's staring at me. But He's like, I don't know about all this. Yeah, he's not sure. <laughs> it's all right, though. So I'm going to put on some music. And um, maybe just we could do like a popcorn prayer if you want. You cool with that? I know that's super cool. old school weird. Cool with that. <laughs> okay. Nobody knows what popcorn prayer is. Is where one just goes and the rest just <laughs> go after, you know? So, I guess I can, uh, I'll go. How about I go, then Jessica, then you end? Does that sound good? good? Okay. A directive popcorn prayer, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's not the rule. Oh, uh, yeah. Oops. Well, Lord... We just thank you for bringing us together. Um, not only as just family and friends, but also to, to just continue to grow in you um, and helping us uh, grow our foundation. Um, keep our worldview focused on you and the truth. Um, and let this podcast be a um, an eye opener for anyone that listens. Lord, let them uh, begin to not only just challenge themselves, but um, help challenge and open um, the worldview and mindset of others and friends and family uh, to begin to see the truth. Let them uh, open up to dig into the word, to study uh, and learn more about who you are and what makes you so good. Uh, we just thank you, God, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Uh, we just love studying your word. Thank you for giving that to us. It's such a an amazing gift. And Lord, I'm sorry for the times that I um, I acted like it was just another book on the shelf, and I didn't take time to really, you know, uh, just dig deep and such such hidden gems in there, and and things that are pointing to such power that you have. Every listener that we have or viewer, if they're on YouTube, that you would just begin to uh, speak in their hearts. And like Brandon was saying, put like little rocks in their in their shoes that they would begin to question, question themselves as well as I'm questioning myself and making sure that my foundation is solid. Yes. That it is uh, that it is firm and truth, which is your word, and that we wouldn't focus on little details and fight with people, but rather we would create such um, an environment of love that they would feel comfortable to ask us questions, and we would be able to answer them with your truth. Just expand our knowledge, and uh, let us just stay focused on you, God. Lord God, we just thank you for who you are and what you've done. You've given us so much. Yes. Lord, I just pray that uh, you just move in every single person's heart, Lord. Just that we would that we would just trust you and we would each be willing and open to whatever it is you're telling us through your word, Lord. That we would take our, our worldviews and, and submit them to you. That mm -hmm. you would that you would align them yes. with your truth. And that we would view people the way you view people. And that we would have the great commission on the forefront of our mind every day as we go out. That we would love you with all our heart and that we would just be, uh, be thinking of others every single day. Lord, I just, again, I just thank you for all that you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks, Brandon, for joining us. Yes, it's so been much. an honor. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. And uh, just to go through just quick things for anyone that, that, you know, listens to this is that I think the first step is be open and loving. Yeah. If you come across an atheist or anyone, really. Anybody who's Anybody, not a yeah, it doesn't matter who Maybe it is. Christian, even Christians. Even Christians. Yeah. Be open and loving, first off. 
Second, learn their worldview so you can begin to understand who they are and where they have come from. And then number three, ask a buttload of questions. Mm -hmm. And then I believe God will lead you as you go. Absolutely. Well, we're going to end the podcast and we will see you next time on Squeaky Tree Podcast. Bye.